They, they missed that. They missed that decade like hell, didn't they? Okay. Watch this. We ready? To answer all questions, to sum up step nine, to answer all questions on page 76, the end of the second last paragraph, it says this. Remember, it was agreed at the very beginning you would go to any lengths for victory over alcohol. Not my decision. If you caught yourself in that agreement, blame yourself. <laughs> I didn't get you into it. <laughs> okay, nine is done. Let's go to ten. Let's go to ten. Page. What? Okay, let's go to nine. 82. 82. Uh, second paragraph down. Third paragraph down. If, you with me? <clears throat> Let's go to the next sentence. Sometimes. You with me? Sometimes. Sometimes we hear an alcoholic say that the only thing he needs to do is keep sober. Certainly he must keep sober for there will be no home if he doesn't, yet he is a long way from making good wife, parents for whom he's so shockingly treated. Passing all understanding, mothers, wives, alcoholics. This has not been so. Many of us would have no homes and possibly we'd be dead today if it wasn't for our my wives or mothers and friends who took care of us. Listen to this. Listen to this. 83, top of the page. There is a long period of reconstruction ahead. We must take the lead. A remorseful mumbling that we are sorry will not fill the bill. Here's what we ought to do. This is still step nine. We ought to sit down with the family. If you have a family, if you have friends, if you live in a halfway house or sober living or whatever term they come up with now, uh, we ought to sit down with the family and carefully analyze the past as we now see it, being careful not to criticize them. Their defects may be glaring. Their defects may be glaring. But the chances are that our own actions are partly responsible. So we clean house with the family. Does that include brother-in-laws? Each more so we clean house with the family. Each morning in meditation, we ask each morning in meditation that our Creator show us the way of patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. Now, are we doing something about those defects that we talked about? What if they pop up? Do I, does it mean I'm taking it back? What should I do? Here's what we should do. Each morning in meditation, we ask our Creator to give us patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. The spiritual life is not a theory. We are now in a spiritual life. It doesn't matter if you feel spiritual. You have followed the directions. You are living a spiritual life. Okay? We have to live it. Alright? 
Any questions on that? Okay. There may be some wrongs we cannot fully write. Next paragraph down. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves, we would write them if we could. Anybody got any examples of that? Huh? What? That's my girl. That is my girl. I want to make amends to my dad. I'm going to go to the cemetery and I'm going to write a letter and I'm going to put that. I'm, going to, I'm not saying don't do that. All I'm saying is this. If he were alive, would you straighten it out? Yes. Then you're, as far as this book is done, you're done with it. If it makes you feel better to put flowers or write a letter, sing songs, I don't care. As long as you'd be willing to straighten it out, okay? Some people cannot be seen. This was an answer to one of the questions. We send them an honest letter. There may be a valid reason for postponing in some cases, but we do not delay if it can be avoided. These are, these are what the... Uh, Foundations. These are the foundations that we're going to follow forever, okay? Uh, we, uh, we do not delay if it can be avoided. It will be sensible, tactful, considerate. This is, this is us now. This is us. We should be sensible, tactful, considerate, and humble without being servile or scraping. More people concentrate on servile and scraping than they do on sensible, tactful, and considerate. But that's not my business. As God's people, we stand on our feet, we don't crawl. If we've been painstaking about this recovery, and then they give you a bunch of little promises, and it's all so nice, and they said it might come true, and it will, and if we work for it, and all of that, and all of that's good. We love the promises, don't we? We read them at every meeting to where they're boring and insignificant. So here we go now with step 10. The thought brings us to step 10. Now what we have done is we have done everything that we've talked about. We've done all this writing. We've done this fifth step. We've become willing. We've done this. We've made amends. We're making amends. We're doing all of these things. We continue to take inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. And that means we're going to do 10 and 11 and 12, this spiritual way of living, as we are doing 9. 9 is not a stopping point. 9 is nothing more than I'm going to make amends, start making your amends, and that night, that night, you pick up your book and do 10 and 11 and 12. Are you with me on that? Okay. We have entered the world of the Spirit. Our function, next function, is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. Up until this point, I have told you, and as the book has told you, just follow the directions. Now you're going to get understanding of what the hell you've done. Now you're going to get to be effective in giving this away. Okay? This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. That means what we are about to do now, we are going to continue for our lifetime. We are going to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Are you with me on that? This is going to be our job for the rest of our life. Every day I'm going to wake up and I am going to read this. I am going to read that this is my job. I am going to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, these are your directions. This is you now putting your actions into play here, your work. When these crop up, I'm going to ask God at once to remove them. Not if they crop up. I solemnly assure you that they are going to crop up. I'm going to ask God to at once to remove them. We're going to discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Those are our directions for this day. 
then we are going to resoundly turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. And that, my friends, is the first time love has been brought into this picture. Because now we have patience, tolerance, pity. We have saved me from being angry. How can I be useful? The results is love. We are now at this point in our life. And here's some more directions that are equally important. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. And that means if you have gotten into an argument or a pissing contest with anyone, not what this step says, is it? This is what we're supposed to keep on guard for. Okay, now let's back it up. Let's back it up. We're going to continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Remember what I said about procedures earlier. We are going to establish procedures in these steps that we are going to use for the rest of our lives. Where have we learned to identify selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear? Step four. We are doing step four on a daily basis when we do step ten. You with me? When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Where have we learned to ask God to remove our defects? Step seven. So if we do this on a daily basis, we are doing step four and step seven. We discuss them with someone immediately. Where have we learned to discuss five? So we are doing four, five, and seven on a daily basis if we do step ten. And all we're doing is the procedures. See, we learn the procedures. We don't have to write all this stuff down. Oh, oh, I got a resentment. Let me write it down. Let me, let me do the columns. Wait, was it the columns or was it the reviews? Wait, was it the reviews or was it the columns? No, we have already got this down, ain't we? They're telling us exactly what to do. Make amends quickly. Where have we learned to do that? Nine. So we're doing four, five, seven, and nine on a daily basis. If we do step 10, all the procedures we learn, then we resoundly turn our thoughts to someone we can help. 12. 12. Which is what we're going to do right now, right? Love and tolerance of others is our code. What is our code? Love and tolerance of others. What's so difficult about that? Do you know how mad this guy makes me? Do you know how he sticks in my throat? I hate that shirt like you just can't believe. You got? Are you with me on that? Have you shared this emotion with me? Absolutely. Look at that ugly shirt. Who could blame me for being mad, right? Who could blame me for not liking this guy? But what is my job with this guy? Love and tolerance. If that's the shirt you want to wear, that's just fine. I want you to know that I really, I really, really care about you. I hate your, I hate your shirt. I didn't say it. I ain't from California. I didn't say it. But love and tolerance of him is my code that I'm going to live by. Got that? Make sense? Okay. What? Yes. No, no, you no, no. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Let me read it to you again. This is it. We vigorously commenced this way of living, 10, 11, and 12, as we cleaned up the past. 
If I start step nine right now, right now, today, I'm going to make amends. First time I'm going to make amends to this guy for talking about his ugly shirt. Then I'm going to come over here and say make amends. That I'm a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I live by spiritual principles and, and two of these principles are, are uh, amends and restitution. And if I, stay, if I want to stay sober, I have to do these things and I'm truly sorry for what I said and, and I shouldn't have done that. And, uh, and uh, tonight when I kneel down, I'm going to do 10. I'm going to do 11. Okay? You got that? It's, it is one fell swoop. There is no pause. We are now living this and doing this. Yes? How does that sound to you? What do you mean you don't know? Of course you know. That's why you're asking the question. How does it sound to you? Does it sound right to you? Sound good to you? Huh? Okay, if it doesn't sound good to you, then watch this. Don't do it. Don't do it. What's that? Well, that's right. And now you can say, now you can say to yourself, I understand what my mother is going through because she's probably sponsoring some jerk just like me. And I will not do that to the guys that I sponsor. And when you do do that, you're going to say, God, I'm just like my mother. A human, a human being. I have no idea that we're looking for perfection. All we're looking is for progress. Are there guys that I wouldn't sponsor? Are there guys I will not let my home? Yes. Are there guys I won't help? No. Are there guys I will not let my home? Why? Because they have done shit to my home that is absolutely incredible. Have I whooped them for it? No. Will I let them in my home? No. Will I help them with the steps? Yes. Yes. I don't owe you my kids. I don't owe you my home and I don't owe you my job. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. That's all. I mean, I've had guys, I could tell you stories you wouldn't even believe. Go ahead. So if this, if this guy really disrespected your household, you would, you would work this test with him because love and tolerance of others is our no, no, I would, I would help this guy because my staying sober depends on helping other people. Yeah, my staying sober depends on my service to you and God. Okay? All right, we're not there yet. Okay? You with me? Let's go to the next page. I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Let's go down to the bottom of 84. Because we've already given you 12 promises. We've already given you 12 promises. We're going to give you something now that I think is far superior to the 12 promises. Okay? And that is this. And this is at step 10. This is at step 10. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. And if you have worked these steps up until step 10, here's what you got. For by this time, sanity will have returned. If you have worked up to step 10, you are doing 10, 11, and 12 at the same time. You with me? And if you are doing 10, 11, and 12, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we'll recoil from it like a hot flame. And I'll tell you, I like that crap. I like that from the bottom of my heart because I'm a drunk. We react sanely and normally. We find this happens automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any effort on our thought or effort on our part. Do you understand? That we're not dealing with drinking and not drinking. We're dealing with letting God be God and we're going to be a servant. We're dealing with serving Him and our fellow man. And then we stay sober automatically. 
Then that happens just by us becoming servants to God and our fellow man. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been giving us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. This, my friends, is the miracle of it. We're not fighting alcohol and we're not dying to stay sober. We're trying to stop playing God and serve our fellow man. And then, and then we get the miracle. It just happens. That's the miracle. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. That's from not playing God. That's from that third step. That's from finding our peace and happiness, our joy, our service, and fellow into our fellow man. Okay? We have not sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. Drunkenness has been removed. We're neither cocky nor are we afraid. Our experience, this is we act so long as we keep. Now, here's the kicker. All of this that I just read you, all of this miracle and all of this promise, we will keep, and we, this will happen so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And that doesn't mean godly, that doesn't mean holy. What that means is that we are going to take these principles that we have incorporated into our life and use them one day at a time. Here's some more directions. It's easy to let up on a spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. Remember this, everyone here. We are not cured of alcoholism. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Have you got that? What we have is a daily reprieve on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Where have we gotten a spiritual condition? These steps. These steps. We have got, that's right, four through now. That's right. I like it. That's even better. I'll try to remember that. That's where we've gotten our spiritual condition. And now here, listen to this. Every day, I'm not sure this is a direction as much as it is an order. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. What step? Right back to where we began, isn't it? It's all here. So if we do a tenth step on a daily basis, we do three, five, seven, nine, and twelve. You got that? There it is. There it is. It says this. These thoughts must go with us constantly. This is our job now, isn't it? It's totally our work now. These thoughts that we're having, we got to keep in our head. How do we do this? Well, we exercise our willpower along the line all we want. It's the proper use of the will. That's how we do this. We now take this will that we have, our motives and our intentions that are higher and greater than ever before, and we say to ourselves, I'm going to do this. Proper use of the will. Not often referred to as gangster AA. Script, <laughs> take that off the tape. Why do I put that down? Okay? That's 10. What, dear? I see where you were. Oh, okay. Where we are is on page 86. No, 
We're on 86. Now. Second paragraph, when we retire at night. Any questions about when we do this? We do that in the day if we're working graveyard, right? When you retire. Whenever your night is, I work graveyard. I work graveyard. So when I retire at night, I do this. What I'm talking about right now, I do this. Okay? Here's what we do. We constructively review our day. When we, before we go to bed, we constructively review our day. Anybody at the beach meeting on Thursday? One. The girl said, I got a problem, and the problem is that when I go to bed at night, I think about drugs and how many speedball eight balls I got to put in to get to some kind of, I don't know, plateau or something, and some kind of, uh, I don't know what, with uh, tequila or, you know, it's some, and I just want to shut my brain off, and it won't go off. Has anybody got this problem? And that one, that one out of 20 people got up and said, well, it says here, review your day instead of worrying about your eight balls. <laughs> we don't want to shut our brain off we want to use our brain we want to use our brain we want our brain to constructively review our day we want to ask ourselves some questions was I resentful was I selfish was I dishonest or was I afraid where have we learned to identify this the procedures we got out of four do we owe an apology? Where have we learned to do this? That's the procedures we've got in previous, in previous steps. Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another? These are questions you see. Your answer is your answer. I'm going to lay down at night. I'm going I'm to kneel down at night. I'm going to sit on the crapper at night. I don't care where you do this. <laughs> Position is not as, <laughs> as important as technique. Here's the technique. Here's the technique. I'm going to ask myself, was I resentful today? It's got to be a yes or a no. Yes or no. Was I selfish today? It's yes or no. Was I dishonest today? It's yes or no. This is not an hour-long procedure. I've heard people say, my sponsor says, I insist I write my 11 step. If that's true, show me that in the book, and I'll say, then the book says so. If it's not that in the book, then it's another one of them programs. It's another one of them thousand and one ways to stay sober. We're only going to do it this way, okay? Okay. Have I kept something to myself who should be discussed with another person at once? What's the answer? Yes or no. Yes or no. That's all it is. It's yes or no. Were we kind and loving towards all? Who knows this? You do. Will more be revealed to you as you go along in the spiritual life? Yes. What was kind today will might very well be unkind tomorrow. But that's all we're looking at is today, ain't it? I'm sorry, I'm not going to do this till I'm sober a year, so that way I'll be more honest. <laughs> Where's this shit come from? <laughs> what could we have done better? Now, this is a question that requires an answer. 
I could have got the guy a cup of coffee. I could have been more honest. I could have been a look at his pain instead of my pride. I don't care what your answer is. It's your answer. Okay? What should, what, where were we, were we thinking ourselves most of the time? Yes or no? Were we thinking of what we could do for others? Yes or no? Of what we could pack into the stream of life? Yes or no? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. I think that it's something to do with estrogen, but I'm not sure. For, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. Now, they're not talking about morbid reflection because it'll make us sad and unhappy. And they're talking about morbid reflection because it'll reduce our usefulness to others. Our whole purpose and idea is to serve others. We're just re-emphasizing that. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness. God, forgive me for being dishonest, but I wasn't, I wasn't selfish. God, forgive me for being resentful, but I wasn't uh, the other thing. So that's all we're doing is just asking that. God, forgive me. And then, God, what should I do? What should I do? Take them bagels to work tomorrow. I can do that. I can do that. Thank you. Then you go to bed. What if you want to pray more? Pray more. Do this. This is foundation work. Do this. Where do you pray? On my knees. You're damn right. Now we're having technique and position. Alright. Go to page 85. Bottom of the paragraph. Step 11. Isn't that what that says? Step 10 is almost, almost, and I mean this, almost entirely an expression of our desire to serve our fellow man and God. Almost entirely. Remember about the facts and, and, and faith coming together? We're putting them together here, ain't we? And we're depending and relying an awful lot upon us to do the right thing. And God's power when we can't or don't. You got it? Step 11. We finished 10. I, I'm sorry I should have made that clear. I was being a wise guy, I think. Okay? Now we're done with our evening part or our retiring part of step 11. Any questions? See how simple? I mean, it's just asking yourself questions, isn't it? Reviewing your day. That's all it is. Reviewing your day. The one big question that could be tough is what should I have done instead? The other big question that could be tough is, God, what should I do? What corrective measures should be taken? And that calls for some, some sitting quietly with God, maybe. Okay? You with me? Now, on awakening, this is step 11 still. This is step 11 still. This is now starting our day. Alright? Have you noticed anything at all between 10 and 11? What our desire to do in 10 is what we're going to look to see if we did in 11. <laughs> huh? It's like, let's check up on the Polish guy. <laughs> Who's doing the checking? The Polish guy. The Polish guy. And if I don't work these steps, I, I do not have the ability to see and don't care. 
On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. What plans do you have for today already? Huh? Whatever the corrective measures are that he said we should do last night. We already know we're going to do that. Yes, no? Yes. Yes. Taking bagels. I already know I'm taking them bagels. Here's what it says. Before we begin to make plans for the day, before we begin, I'm going to ask God to direct my thinking. So I'm going to make plans for today. I know that I'm going to take them bagels because that's from yesterday. But I want my thinking to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Sure, God said take them bagels, but I'm going to take them bagels so that they like me. Not because I really called them a bunch of names the night before. <laughs> and that's in here, isn't it? We ain't even left the house yet. We ain't even made a plan yet. What we have done so far in, in, in trying to make our plans is to ask God to direct me. See how important thinking is playing in here? Our thinking is everything. Divorce my thinking from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. That's the direction. Here's an addendum to that. Under these conditions, we can employ our mind. We can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Are you telling me that if you've done these steps and you're only three weeks sober, you're supposed to think? Yes. That's what it says. Is your thinking going to be a good now as it will be five years from now? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But we're going to do it now, ain't it? Because it says our thought life is going to be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. We're asking God to clear our wrong motives before we even come up with a plan. And we're going to start now making a plan. What if you're planning your day and you've got to face a little indecision? I don't know if I should do this. What should I do that? I asked them to give me this divorce, the, the motives, but I still got these ideas. Well, here's what we do. We may not be able to determine which course to take, so here we ask God for an inspiration. God, inspire me. Give me an intuitive thought or decision. And then I'm going to sit down and relax and take it easy. Maybe drink a cup of tea. I ain't going to struggle. You're going to be surprised how often the right answer comes after you tried this for a while. You're going to be even more surprised when you get the wrong answer. Because it says what usually is to be a hunch or occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of my mind. But being still inexperienced and have just made the conscious contact with God is probably not going to be inspired at all times. They already know that. They already know that. Nevertheless, we will find that our thinking as time passes to be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon. it. Now, this is a lot of reading, but it's not a lot of doing. It's a lot of reading, but it's not a lot of doing. I don't know what to do about this problem. Well, what do you think I should do, God? That's it. That what we just read, we just did. That's how simple. I, I, if you haven't done it, you can't believe it. If you have done it, you do believe it. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, 
We're planning our day. We've asked God to divorce our thinking from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. If we faced any decision, we ask, faced any indecision, we ask for an intuitive thought or, or decision. And now it says we usually conclude this period of meditation. And that means we're going to stop here and plan our day. What's my plan for today? What's your plan for today? What did you plan for today, Alphonse? Come here with me. That's a plan. Is that a plan? When I woke up this morning, I laid out my plan. I'm going to wash my clothes. I'm going to go to the dumb guy. I'm going to try real hard not to use that F word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Sure, that's part of my plan. I'm going to try real hard not to disrespect nor make fun of women. Oh, yeah. Why do I do that? Because I know that this is a weakness that I got. It's something that I do and I don't want to have. I'm planning my day. And what's the other one? My big one. I'm going to ask God, I ask God, let me feel the people around me, their pain and their problems, so that I might be helpful to them. That's it. That's it. That's my plan for today. I didn't even plan dinner. I have no idea. What's the question for today? Who, where's, what's the question for today? What are we going to do about dinner? I don't know. What's Al's answer? Let's eat. I laugh. <laughs> what are we going to do about dinner, Al? Let's eat it. I love that simple approach. <laughs> plan. But make sure that when you plan for today, you ask God to divorce your thinking from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. And then you're on a better footing than you've ever been. Okay? Whatever your plan is. My plan is to stay sober. <laughs> Those who say sobriety or is enough is unthinking. Oh, that. Here's what it says. We're going to conclude the period of meditation with a prayer. Now, here's the prayer. We've planned our day. That's called meditation. Can you add to that prayer? Can you add to that meditation? You want to stand on your head. You want to stand. You want to sit cross-legged. You know, I really don't care because all we're doing here is foundation work, ain't it? We're laying foundation work. You can do this in anything, but do this. You can do this in anything, but do this. So when I'm all done planning my day, I say a prayer. And here is the prayer. God, show me all through the day what my next step is to be. Give me whatever I need to take care of such problems. And please give me especially freedom from self-will. That's our prayer. That's our prayer. Covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it? Covers a bunch of the bases. Can you add more to that prayer? You bet. But this is the basis. This is your foundation stuff. Is that a fire alarm? We ask it. Coffee bell? Alright. Put a little cream in mine. We ask especially for freedom some We ask especially for freedom from self-will. Remember that. That's the deal. What's the third step? Third step? 
I don't want to be God. I don't want to put my will on nobody. I don't want what I want when I want it. I want God to give me what He wants, and that's part of my daily prayer, part of my 11th step. Give me freedom from self-will. I'm going to be very careful to make no requests for myself only. I may ask for myself, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. We can easily see why. I don't know if I see why yet or not. But I knew though I do know that that's the directions. Is that if I want a car, then I can ask God for a car. As long as the car is going to help take you to meetings. Or help take old folks to hospitals. Or help take shut-ins food. But I'm praying for a car. The prayer is still the same. The motive and intention is wrong, isn't it? The motive and intention is different can easily see why. Any questions on any of this we've covered so far? If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. You know how tough that is? You know how tough that is to ask your old lady, would you sit down and pray with me, baby cakes? Would you sit down with me this morning and let's hold hands or let's read a book or let's do something? I do that as often as I can with anybody I can. I do it. You bet I do it. You want to know why? Because not only does this book say so, but because I know that this is what God wants me to do. It just feels right. If we belong to a religious denomination that requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of a religious body, let's do what some of them guys do. Memorize a few set prayers that emphasize the principles we have been discussing. What principles? Love, service, tolerance, patience, all of the principles, whatever principles you think you got inside you. There are many helpful books also. I got a lot of helpful books. I read a lot of helpful books. Suggesting that these may be attained from a rabbi, a priest, a minister. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. Make use of what they offer. If you turn your mind off to the powers of religion, you are absolutely limiting your spiritual life. You're limiting, lip, say that, your spiritual life. This book says so. This book says so, not me. As we go through the day, we pause. Now, this is action on our part. The proper use of the will. As we go through our day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. Does anybody go through the day really after being sober? Do you go through the day being agitated? Juju, do you ever get agitated or doubtful? Well, then here's what you should do. You should ask for the right thought or action. That's, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, they cover all the bases that we're going to face in the daily process, don't they? We constantly remind ourselves. Who is reminding us? We are. We're using our brain. We're constantly reminding ourselves that we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. Got news for you. That's it. That's 10 and that's 11. Because if we do what we just talked about, we are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, worry, anger, self-pity, or foolish decisions. 
It's easy to be a fool, but it's hard to make foolish decisions when you stop and say, what should I do here, God? Because if God tells you to throw a brick through his window, I don't know. <laughs> we will become more efficient. We will not tire really easily. We did not directions. Not directions. We're not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. And the reason I read this is that, is that we have spent so much of our lives trying to arrange it the way we wanted it, and it's always been a futile and tiring effort. And once we stop doing that, we have more energy than before. More energy than before, because we're not trying to push the world around. We're alcoholics who are undisciplined, so we let God discipline us. Simple as that. Faith without works is dead, and now we go into chapter chapter into step 12. Any questions about what we've read so far? What we've read so far? Any questions about what we've read so far? Any questions about what we've read so far? Any questions? Am I being quoted? I was at a meeting with an old timer from California. Before I've ever been to California, by the way. And the old timer got a conference, a conference, where the conference. And the old timer got up and said, There are people in AA (laughs) who say God talks to them. (laughs) And the whole audience laughed. And it was a panel and I was next on the panel and I got up and I said, If God don't talk to me, then the big book's a liar. And I sat down <laughs> into my panel. If God don't talk to you, then what we just read is not true, isn't it? It's not true. If God don't talk to you, you missed something. You've really missed something. I don't know if he's going to yell to you, if he's going to talk to you through people. I don't know if he's going to talk to you in meditation, although it says he will give you the answer. If God don't talk to you, then the big book is a liar. And we might as well throw it away and, and do it their way, the other 1,000 ways of staying sober. Did you write this or did you? <laughs> Any questions? None at all. See how easy that is? Now, I'll admit we covered a lot of bases, but remember this. Once we do this hard work in four, this strenuous effort in five, We have learned a procedure in seven. We're going to use it for the rest of our lives, but we don't need that pencil and paper anymore, do we? In effort to see where we're dishonest, we see that it's going to be revealed to us we've learned a procedure. And it's a very pleasant life after that. You'll always face these things, and that's why we always look for them. Step 12, working with others. Working with others. Okay? Now... Here's step 12. Let's keep a couple of things, a couple of things, let's make a couple of things clear. 
When they wrote step 12, they didn't have 10 days. When they wrote, what, isn't that what you call this, 10 days? Yeah, they didn't have 10 days. They didn't have sober living. They didn't have halfway houses. They didn't have, uh, they didn't have uh, massive amount of meetings. They didn't have massive amount of detoxes. Okay? They didn't have Hazelden. Right? You, you with me? Okay. So when they talk about us serving to others in the first couple of pages or half a chapter, they're talking about cold calls. Old ways of approaching drunks. Because they had none of these things that were described just now. Ten days, basil, and all that other stuff. They're talking about us finding a drunk, seeking a drunk, hearing about a drunk, and then going to him on the cold. Going to him on the cold. Okay? We're going to cover some of that. But keep that in mind, that a lot of that doesn't even apply anymore. But the essence, the foundation of service to others does. Okay? The technique is different, is what I'm trying to say. I'm sober 20, 26 years, 9 months, and 22 days, and I haven't been on a cold call in a decade. In a decade. <coughs> Six years. I haven't been on a... Alright, just checking. See if you're staying awake. <laughs> okay? But the principle of helping others remains the same. So we're going to attempt to build that foundation again. Okay? Like we did in step nine. There are so many areas of service to others that I strongly suggest that you read the twelfth step. I strongly suggest that you apply every method that is there as it is needed. Okay? Is that, am, I, am I saying this right? I feel like I'm not reaching you. Is that there's too much to cover. They dedicate a whole chapter. We could spend the next four hours going over every direction inside this book. What I'm going to attempt today is to cover the foundation directions. Okay? Just what we should do on uh, always. But the specifics are just like the immense. They're there. Okay? We have given you facts. Remember that. That you can no longer be deceived. Not that deceptions are meant to be, but it's just misinformation. Okay? And people give you misinformation. It sounds very sincere, doesn't it? It very sounds very convincing, doesn't it? But you're now armed with facts. What's that? Just what's in the book, exactly right. Because we've covered the facts up until this point. You don't believe that, do you? They're so convincing. Do you know that there are uh, there are twelve steps, twelve traditions, twelve promises, twelve legacies? But doesn't it seem odd? There's only eleven chapters. You know, I live a half hour from Dr. Bob's house. I went up to Dr. Bob's house and they're redoing it, construction. They got the walls ripped down and all of that. And I'm standing in the bathroom, you know. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I'll snatch a piece of this wood. Because, you know, all the plaster's gone, you know, just open things. Send it to the guys in California, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and as I reach inside the rafters, as I reach inside the rafters to grab a piece of this wood, underneath that wood is a rolled up, yellowed, brittle piece of paper. It's the manuscript for the 12th chapter. I have that for sale today. I can blow smoke up your ass. You'd believe me. Did you buy it, even a little bit? We got a book now, ain't it? Let's stay with the facts. Not to prove them wrong, but to be of better service to God and our fellow man. All right? We're not going to get in an argument about who's right and who's wrong. We're just going to do this. Twelfth step. Very important. Page 89. Practical experience shows that nothing will, be, will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. You got that? So that means that if you really want immunity from drinking, work with other alcoholics intensively. And I got some real news for you. You don't have to go to 10 meetings a week to help drunks. If you have a wife and you have kids and you have a job, please commit to those obligations as we will find out later into the family, or you hopefully will find out later into the family afterwards that this is what you're supposed to do. Okay? But if you really want to help drunks, what's the best way? What's the best way? Miss who really has been paying attention. <laughs> Come on. Just be there. Take them through the steps. What? Take them through the steps. Well, of course, yeah. Say that out loud. Take them through the steps. Yes! Take them through the steps! <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. Intensive work with other alcoholics. Okay? Uh, it, it says this at the bottom of page 89. Uh, what? Uh, bottom of 89, ministers and doctors are competent. You can learn much from them if you wish. But it happens that because of your drinking experience, you can be uniquely helpful to other alcoholics. And that means because we are alcoholics... Because we have had the experiences of the alcoholics, we can help other alcoholics as doctors and ministers can. But let's cooperate and not criticize them. Let's cooperate with Hazelden and not criticize Hazelden. Let's cooperate with psychiatry and not criticize psychiatry. Let's cooperate with any jitter joint puzzle shop or detox that they might have going everywhere. But let's not criticize them. Because we can be uniquely useful unless we go to war. If we go to war, we're, we're just as damaging as we've always been. Okay? When you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm sorry, page 90, top of the page. When you discover a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous, and where are the chances of us discovering a prospect for Alcoholics Anonymous today? In a meeting! In a meeting. 
Absolutely. Where else? Where else, Sinsin? Right here, VOA. Absolutely. Ah, in treatment. Absolutely. They didn't have these places then. You understand that? So they're talking about going to their homes and talking to their families. They're talking about uh, finding a guy and having a, uh, a doctor refer you and all of these other things. Wadley goes on a binge. Really, by the time we find him here in Alcoholics Anonymous at these meetings or in his detox joints over here, they've been in and out 27 times, 5 times, 15 times. They know more bad information than they know good. That's why we've got this... Uh, did I say that? They know other information than what's inside this book. I'm sorry. Uh, and it tells you wait to the family, talk with the family, see if they go on a binge, have a doctor refer you. And all of these things are, are, are almost inapplicable now. These techniques. Okay. Here's what it says. Uh, page 91. Third paragraph down. See your man alone if possible. You got that? If you can do that, fine. If you can't, see your man alone if possible. At first, engage in general conversation. Here I am. I'm with Morgan over here. Morgan, how you doing? Everything okay? Good to see you. How about them Indians? How about that tribe? How about uh, the uh, Padres? How about, what do I know? But I'm with Morgan in general conversation. After a while, turn to talk about drinking. Now, me and Morgan sitting in a meeting, right? We know what our purpose is there, or we know why we're there. We know all of these things, but holding a conversation with a guy is never going to be harmful. You with me? If he's not communicative, give him a sketchy drinking career. You know, Morgan, when I was drinking, man, I was so alone, and I was so afraid, and I was so tired. That's all we're doing. We can do that everywhere. That's a foundation deal. You with that? We do that all the time, don't we? We do that all the time. But this is like a guy's in his house or something. Has anybody ever made a 12-step call on a rookie? A guy who's never been in AA before? One, two, two out of 25, two out of 40. I mean, it's just, it's just so rare. It's just so rare. But there are certain things that, that apply. Certain things that apply. Uh, if he wishes to talk, let him do so. Shut up and listen. I'm here to help you. Shut up. What the hell is that about? No. If he wants to talk, let him talk. If he's in a serious mood, dwell on the troubles of liquor. If he's in a light mood, tell him a joke. Get him to talk about himself. When he sees you know about the drinking king, continue to talk about alcoholic. Tell him you're baffled. Tell him your story. Tell him everything you've learned so far. Okay? 92. Third paragraph down. This is a big one, and it's a lost art, and it's something that is really precious. Continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, a fatal malady. Talk about the condition of the mind and body that accompany it. If you've read the first four chapters, you've got great information about what they're saying right here. So that he knows he's sick. So that we can convey that message. I am sick and you are sick. We have a sickness and malady. It's what we have. Go to 93. This is very important. Squiggly writing, that's how important it is. 
tell him exactly what happened to you. So now here I am talking with Morgan. Morgan's sober a couple of days. He's in detox. He's maybe at a meeting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's sober a couple of years. Maybe he's sober a couple of months. Hasn't worked any steps. Has been going to meetings but hasn't been in AA. Just a meeting, a meeting member guy. I tell him exactly what happened to me. He doesn't have to agree with my... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Stress the spiritual feature freely. So I've already discussed that I have a sickness, an illness, a malady, maybe even a disease. But then I distress the spiritual feature freely. This is on a new guy or any guy. He doesn't have to agree. Spiritually writings, which are concept, just so that he has a concept. The main thing is that he's willing to believe in a power greater than himself, and that he lived by spiritual principles. Go ahead. Distress the spiritual feature freely. Yes. Freely. Freely. What do I have to do? How did you do that? I have found a power greater than myself. I have found this God. Well, all you I love this shit. This is common. What have I got to do to recover? Go to meetings. Where does God fit into that? What did you do to recover? I went to a meeting every day till I got tired of going, and then I went to one more. Not what we're reading here, is it? It's not what we're reading here. We're not even got to the steps yet. We're talking about our recovery and our spiritual feature and our sickness and our illness. We are stressing that. In dealing with such a person, it's better use everyday language. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. Then they go into religion. We ain't got no fights with religion. They go into great detail on that, so read it if you have to. Go to 94. This will work with every, every drunk that we're working with. Outline the program of action and explain how you made a self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you were endeavoring to be helpful to him. This is all what you have done. And if you have done these directions like we talked about today, you're armed with ammunition, ain't it? You don't have to give him some vague answer. Just shut up and listen, and I'll tell you what to do. Don't think. I'll do your thinking for you. Go to 90 meetings in 90 days. Really? No, it says outline this program of action. You with me on that? So if I got a new man, I'm sitting on the side of this guy's bed over here. Morgan, you all right? Everything okay? Here's how I recover. I got this book. I read this book. I followed these directions. I, I, I found the power of God. I turned my will and life over to care of God. I talked to somebody about all these defects I found in four. I went out and made amends, and they told me this, and I did that. And you got some action. You got some foundation. You got some facts. This is bottom line stuff. You can do this with everybody because you got these things. You with me? suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. Make him clear it's under no, he's under no pressure to see again if you don't want me to. Should not be offended if he calls it off. Your candidate, bottom of 94, last paragraph, your candidate may give reason why he need not follow the program. Now this is a common Thing you're going to run into more often than not. I do not need to work these steps. And that is the program. He may rebel at the thought of a drastic outcome requires discussion with other people. Do not count. You got to work these steps. You got to. You can't. You got to. You got. No, they say don't do that. 
Remember what I said, everything that we've talked about so far has been whose decision? It's always, it's always them. Tell them you once felt the same way. Try to, conv- try to convey that message. But you doubt whether you'd made much progress had you not taken action. Now listen to this, bottom of 94. On your first visit, tell him about the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. Chances are he's been through that. But if he shows interest, lend him a copy of this book. You got that? So if I'm making it, we did this. Remember, this is where we started this meeting. Remember where we started this meeting? I gave Morgan a copy of the book and said, read the first 103 pages. Remember that? We're full cycle now, aren't we? We're full cycle. We're right back where we started from. Here's my directions as a sponsor. I I have followed these directions as a sponsor with Morgan. Now Morgan is making a 12-step call on Alphonse, and he's going to give Alphonse the book. Say Morgan finishes steps. Yes. Didn't we stress that? This is step... This is step three, this is step five, this is step four, this is step seven, this is step nine, this is step twelve. If you've got that procedure, you do that daily in your 10 and 11, don't you? Yes, thank you. Yes, you do that daily in your 10 and 11. There's this thing on, uh, on 92, it says if you're satisfied, that he's a real alcoholic. Done. Don't, don't, don't understand this, Morgan. You have to understand this, that those days are gone. They're already in AA. They've been in AA dozens of times before I get them. Dozens of times before. Watch this. Watch this. Anybody here been in AA more than once? Put your hand up. Look around, Morgan. Put your hand up, Morgan. It's done. It's a done deal. That's all. That's all that stuff that, that like I said... We can't use that anymore because it doesn't apply. They've got so many treatment centers, they've got so many programs to convince you that you are alcoholic before they ever get to Big Book. A judge comes to you and says, you got a drinking problem. Go to AA and get this signed. And get this signed. Well, what do you think the judge is saying? Is the judge convinced he's alcoholic? Oh, yeah. You're damn right. (laughs) I've only known one guy when the judge says, what's it going to be? 90 meetings in 90 days or 90 days in the joint, in the workhouse? (laughs) Give me the workhouse. One guy. One guy. The apple of my eye. I envy the guy to this day. I mean, he's just like a hero. Steve McQueen of AA. <laughs> no, I don't envy his intelligence. I don't. I don't envy his intelligence. I'm not talking about that. But he got him. He got him. Ah, envy that jail time. I can jail well. Look at chills. Okay. Let him a copy of his book. Well, if guy don't want to talk, don't bother talking with him. Now, you've got to understand something. I please, please, I beg you to please come to these conclusions on your own. Come to the decision of what part of this 12th step you can use and can't. But know that you have to serve others. Okay? Please. 
If he's not interested in your solution and expects to offer as a banker financial difficulties, nurses' sprees, your question. You may have to drop him until he changes his mind. This he may do after he gets hurt some more. Does that answer your question? Next paragraph. If he is sincerely interested and wants to see you again, now, like I said, this is his home. We're at his home, we're at a hospital. Here we run into him in meetings. But if I've given him this book and he's sincerely interested and wants to see you again, ask him to read this book in the interval. This is where we started this whole series of, of uh, dumb guy stuff. My job is to give you the book and say, read the book, Morg. 96, don't be discouraged if that guy tells you to kiss his uh, Reebok. Don't be discouraged. If he doesn't respond at once, you know what to do? Find another one. Keep talking to him. Try again. You're sure to find someone desperate enough to talk to you. Don't waste your time. Answer your question. Don't waste your time chasing that guy. Because you're going to waste a lot of time that could be helping another one. 96, second paragraph. Here's where we started this whole 12-step this whole study in it. Suppose now you're making your second visit to a man. Second visit. Me and Mark, we did this, right? He says what? That he's read the volume. He's read the volume. He knows exactly what's going to be needed. He knows exactly what he's going to have to do. And he says he's prepared to go through with the 12-step program in recovery. Whose decision is this? It is. It's his. Morgan is now no longer the guy being sponsored. Morgan is now the guy sponsoring Alphonse. And he's going to do the same procedure that he just went through. He's going to go through the same 12 steps, the same big book, the same directions over and over again. Do you think Morgan is becoming more effective? Yes. And has more understanding? Simply by passing it on, simply by helping others, I become more understanding and more effective. Hot dog! I never knew this. But I got it now. Listen to what I just figured out. If you work this step, you get closer to God. No shit. Great discovery. It's a wonderful thing that we're doing. We stay sober, they get help, and I solemnly swear to you, I swear to you, if you sponsor one person out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous like we just did, and you sponsor one person out of the big book, and you sponsor one, and you sponsor one person out of the big book by Alcoholics Anonymous, all of a sudden I ain't got 50 people who are got an AA program out of the big book, I got a hundred. And if they sponsor just one person out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I got 150. Just checking you out. Just checking you out. They, they, missed that, they missed that decade like hell, didn't they? Okay? Watch this. Watch this. I am going to let him know, Morgan is now going to let Alphonse know that he is available if he, A, wishes to make a decision. What step? 
and tell his story what step, but Morgan is not going to insist upon it if he wants to consult somebody else. All right? Basics. And here's my best part, because I deal with these halfway house guys all the time. He may be broke and homeless. What do you think? Cover a lot of us? If I was sponsoring you, here's what I would do. Read the next line out loud. Somebody with a big mouth. Come on, Tony. Hold it, don't go no further. Are you saying that alcoholics are supposed to get a job? Oh, my God. That's my job. I'm supposed to help you get a job. I might give you a little financial institution insistence, but I ain't going to cheat my family or my creditors and money should have. And that's a direction that I will take you into my home for how long? A few days. And in that few days, I'm supposed to do this here. And I tell you honestly, if you come to my house, if you come to, and I take them by the hundreds. I take them by the hundreds. You come to my house, I have a 12-step program. You don't want that program? Hit the door. Hit the door. And if you do want that program, hit the door. Because I'm going to keep you a little while, feed you, get you well, and get you a damn job. I can't look for a job. They only pay $4 an hour. Hit the door. Hit the door. Ain't nothing wrong with $4 an hour. Oh, just for a few days, but be sure to use your discretion. Be certain that he's welcomed by your family. Don't let him impose upon you for, listen to this now, this is very important, because I believe, I believe that this, this is the downfall of treatment centers in halfway houses. I've given you almost no opinions up until this point. Be certain that he's welcomed by your family and that he is not trying to impose upon you. Be certain that he is not trying to pose upon, impose upon you for money, connections, shelter. Does that sound like a halfway house? Permit this, and I only harm him. You will be, I will be making it, they will be making it, Possible for him to be insincere. And I may, they may, be aiding in your destruction rather than your recovery. Now that's heavy duty. That's heavy duty. And that's not hard, that's not easy to do. But I'm telling you what this book says, ain't it? That's all I've done. So far, I hope. We are never going to avoid the responsibilities of helping people get a job, of giving them money. We're never going to help the this We're never going to avoid the responsibility of giving them a place to stay or a chance at life. But be sure you are doing the right thing if you assume them. Helping others is the foundation of our recovery. Remember that. A kind act once in a while ain't be enough. You, can act, you have to act the Good Samaritan every day if need be. You might lose some sleep. Great interference with your pleasures, interruptions is your home. It means you may share your money in your home, counseling, frantic wives and relatives, innumerable trips to police courts, sanitariums, 
jails, hospitals, asylums. Your phone may jingle all kinds of day or night. Your wife may sometimes say not tonight. I'm, oh, wait, wait, wait. Your wife, <laughs> your wife may sometimes say she is neglected. A drunk may smash your furniture, and I've had these. Burn your home, a mattress, I've had these. You may have to fight with them, and I used to love these guys. I, Undefeated. Un undefe undefeated in my basement. Now, now I wouldn't fight with him today. And this is a long time ago. I would not hit a man today. I would not hit a man today. Sometimes you have to go. Here's what I will do. Another time you may have to send for the police or an ambulance. I've done this recently. I'm not going to deal with you. I, have a, I, I, I will not allow you to do this. Either cease this or I'm calling the cops. And if he doesn't cease this and I have to call the cops, sometimes I have to then call the ambulance. But know that you are, and I don't know where this comes from, it's a, some kind of convict thing. Man, I can't call the cops, that's being a snitch. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to save this guy's life and my family too. Sure, I'm going to call the cops. It tells you I can do that right here. Okay? For the type of alcoholic who is able and willing, another important line to get well, little charity in the ordinary sense of the word is needed or wanted. For the man who cries for money and shelter, oh, I hear these all the time. I can't stay sober, I ain't got a job, I ain't got no place to stay. They're on the wrong track. Yeah, we go to great streams to provide these things, and it seems like inconsistent, but it's not. Are there any questions? And I beg you, if you're going to make 12-step calls, you're going to sponsor people, read the rest of these directions, because there's so many variables, okay? So many things to do. But let's go to the last page. Let's go to the last page. 103. Okay, 103. We got three minutes yet, right? Top of the page of 103. We are careful never to show intolerance or hatred of drinking as an institution. Experience shows that such an attitude is not helpful to anyone. Remember our job to be helpful. We're going to do everything we can to be helpful. Maximum service. Uh, every, new er every new alcoholic looks for this spirit among us and immensely relieved to find out we're not witch burners. The spirit of intolerance might repel alcoholics whose lives could have been saved had we not been so stupid. We would not even do the cause of temperate drinking any good if we got to be uh, crusaders against alcohol. We don't very well see that anymore right now. Someday we hope that Alcoholics Anonymous will help the public to a better realization of the gravity of the alcoholic problem that has already happened and taken place. But we shall be of little use if our attitude is one of bitterness or hostility. Drinkers cannot, will not stand for it. They will not stand for it. Sorry, I can't go over there. You guys are drinking. I'd like to come to your house and visit my godchild, but I know you got beer in the refrigerator. And remember what we read earlier. 
that promise will react sanely and normally if we have worked these steps. Any questions? Squiggly writing at the bottom of the page. After all, our problems were of our own making. Keep that in mind. Bottles were only a symptoms. Besides, we have stopped fighting anybody or anything. An order. We have to. Go ahead. Oh, no, wait. Okay. No, no, we were talking, uh, we, were, we were going about just the intolerance of drinking to any, any drinker. Any drinker. Not just the 12-step call. Any drinker. Any drinker. It says that we are not going to, let me see if I got this right. We have stopped fighting anything or anybody. Our problems were our own making. The bottle was but a symptom. Uh, we're careful never to show intolerance. What? What'd she call me? What'd you call me? I have a pimple. Any other questions? Thank you, God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. To obtain additional copies, receive a free catalog of AA and Al-Anon talks, or to find out about our tape and CD of the month club, call Encore Audio Archives at 1-800-878-1308 or visit our website at www.12steptapes.com.